Pursue your purpose, speak your truth, deal with adult bullies, cope with failure, live beyond fear, establish values, set boundaries, move past trauma. These are all the themes in my Amazon bestseller, The Smart Girls Handbook. Tribers, get in close. For 15 years, I have been searching for a book that didn't exist. So I am thrilled to share that I decided to write it. The Smart Girls Handbook is available to buy now from wherever you get your books and also in Canada, the United States of America, New Zealand and Australia. Everything we do is a response to something you have asked for and girl, have you been begging me for a book for years? Who is it for you? The reviews are outstanding. The press has been phenomenal and I am overwhelmed by the amazing support it has had already. This isn't my book, but our book. I realised after my talks around the world, women would be queuing for hours just to ask me one question. I didn't want them to just walk away, but to have a tangible source to have forever. And this is it. This is refreshing, never before read content that will inspire, motivate, empower, inform and entertain you. It's full of my personal development tips that have got me living as my most authentic and highest self, literally glowing from within. My most vulnerable moments and hilarious stories that will resonate with you. The Smart Girls Handbook is a celebration of womanhood and the book missing from your library. So grab your copy today, tag me on Instagram at smartgirltribe and I will send you an exclusive gift just to say thank you. Hello Smart Girls, I am so excited to be recording this episode because I know how personal this one is about to get and I have also included a lot of the questions you have asked me most recently. This is a podcast episode you have asked me to record for some time, things I have had to navigate in my 20s. This is for anyone who has just turned 20, anyone who is about to turn 20, and for anyone in their 20s. Although I do think if you are older, you will appreciate this episode just as much. You loved my episode on things I would tell my younger self. So I almost wanted to write a letter or record a podcast for my 20-year-old self. I wanted to start with the thing that I am most proud of. That is that I have been doing my 20s my own way. I have opened up about this before. When I was in sixth form, I came over from a Catholic Italian private school. It looked like Hogwarts, actually, and there were four huge churches, actually, within the school. And there were only 12 students in my year. There wasn't a drinking age at the time, and you didn't have to be 18 to go to a nightclub. So when I came back to England, and everyone was getting so excited about drinking for the first time, I wasn't, and it really made me stick out. I was just very different. I remember once going to dinner, I had been invited by a group, and when I told my friend about my weekend plans, she said, that's amazing that's the in crowd, it's the group you want to be with. And I found that so strange because being from such a small school, I had never experienced that, just those cliques. And then on a separate night, I went out for dinner and there were three girls from my school sitting there at one table and I went over to say hello and they said that they were officially inviting me to be part of their group. 
I found that really strange as well because I had never been exposed to these things before that. So I just never felt cool or like I fit in. Because of that, I attached a lot of shame to who I was. I was really academic. My nickname quickly became Granger. Things I was celebrated for in Italy were reasons to tease me in England. I didn't have a really difficult time. I was teased and mocked and the shame I carried around for being smart and ambitious and academic and creative, that all of that has really dissipated in my 20s. Like anyone, I only know how to be myself and that is ultimately the person I am going to revert back to. But it has been really refreshing in my 20s to just be leaning into my own personality more. We do this so much when we are younger, we question ourselves. When people take gap years, we think, should we be taking a gap year? Should I or shouldn't I be going to university? We question whether we are doing life right. And there is no way to do life right. It's not about checking boxes. And that, at least in my experience, really goes away in your 20s. I always knew I didn't want to take a gap year. I was really eager to go to university and I haven't regretted that or wondered what if. And if I'm being honest, being challenged in such a way when moving over to England, I naturally settled into who I was a lot faster. And I think that that has just excelled growing, adulting. For anyone not feeling as though they are leaning into who they really are, I would just say take the next authentic step and enjoy finding out who you are. Actually, I think when you're in your 20s, or at least life actually, if I'm being completely honest, I don't even think life is about creating yourself or finding yourself. I think it is about coming home to yourself. And what I mean by that is when you are young, you are, when you are born, you are this ball of energy and you're living authentically and then we are buried especially as women under pressure expectations childhood trauma ideals and all of a sudden you are no longer who you are but who the world has told you you should be society likes to provide this map which is very limiting the idea that this is what success looks like typically a corporate job with a big house and a fancy car you have to have a family before a certain age because as women too the agenda is that your value is tied to having a family it is an agenda which is pushed so I think that life is really about coming home to the person you were before all of that happened and all of the personal growth and self-help and inner child work and therapy all of those things really are driven by this inner subconscious desire to get back to the most authentic you and that's who you were so I would say focus on your idea of who you should be what you believe and what's cool to you when you try to go against your true self it is going to suffocate you. And while we're here, it is not your problem to navigate if people can't handle who you really are, because you can't make someone else shine by dimming your light. Next, the thing I am least proud of. I grew up in the generation of 
conditioning, the training to be a good girl. We were taught to people please, to shrink ourselves and to be quiet. When you are then an adult, that results in not sharing opinions, considering ambition a dirty word, not being forthcoming about your goals or dreams. There is an unlearning which has to take place, if not before, in your 20s, because if you don't unlearn that, you are going to be stuck with that way of thinking and you are going to find yourself being half the person that you are destined to be. And this is something I am very aware of now. This doesn't mean that you can't be gracious or kind or emphatic, but if you have an opinion, share it. If you are in a toxic relationship or friendship, leave it. There are so many times I have been at a dinner party with friends or family And I have chosen to be the listener and the observer. I haven't wanted to rock the boat. And also, I have really found myself justifying people's behaviour rather than walking away. So that's something I have learned or been learning in my 20s. It takes a lot. I can't say I have changed an awful lot. I am still very much an empath. I love being someone who my friends turn to, but I don't hide who I am. I have shared this story before. I was at a party and someone didn't know how to introduce me. This was when I first started SGT. I considered it modest to not talk about my business, but I am where I am today because I have started talking about my business and what I do. And there will be people who are unsupportive of that, whatever you're going to pursue. I mean, my best friend told me that she could no longer be friends with me because seeing me do so much was making her feel as though she wasn't doing enough. It's not easy walking towards your calling and a lot of people will surprise you and they won't support you and that's because when someone sees someone else fulfilling their destiny or living out their passion or dream it triggers something inside of them if they are not doing the same and they will just want to bring you down to how they feel because everyone is really seeking polarity. Deciding to be more than or do more than you are is a challenge, but it is worthwhile and, in my opinion, possibly the most difficult challenge worth overcoming. The most valuable lesson I have learned is to trust my intuition. Someone on Instagram asked me, how do I make decisions? And I didn't know it had a term, but it's called living intuitively. When there is something that keeps coming up for you in your heart, something you want to see happen, that is there because it is your internal guidance system nudging you toward the change you are here to make. When you hold back and you play small and you don't listen to that, you are going to be miserable and also you are going to be wasting the gifts that you are ultimately here to share. Absolutely everything does come at a cost. A poor diet is going to cost your health. The relationship you're in, whether it's good or bad, that is going to cost you another relationship. Going after your dream can cost you friendships but not going after your dream, not living authentically, 
will cost you everything. Your individuality, your self-worth, abundance, happiness, the cost is way too high. So listen to that guidance system you have inside you. And that can be in small decisions and really, really big decisions. The hardest lesson I have been navigating in my 20s that some people will hurt you and they won't care. That's really a lesson you can learn at any age. And I actually know that this is something that Sandra Bullock opened up about on the Drew Barrymore show. It's true, some people are going to hurt you and you will want to measure them maybe against your standard of kindness, your standard of empathy, and you just can't. You have to understand that they operate differently. Equally, another valuable lesson is a, a valuable lesson that is one of the hardest to understand because even if you understand it once you have heard it, taking it on it's really, really difficult to just move past this. And that is hurt people, hurt people, and empowered people, empower people. The reason why that is possibly a hard lesson to understand is because, I don't know about you, but I always see the best in people, and I always give people the benefit of the doubt, and I always move through the world You know, I was interviewed recently in a magazine called Disruptors, which is available in print and online. And I was asked, how do I want to be remembered? And I said, I want to be remembered for, in this space, having caused a ruckus, having caused a ruckus, sorry, just having caused a little bit of mayhem. But then to, and that's in the female empowerment space, I should add, but to have led with compassion and with kindness So when I see people hurting or being malicious to myself or others, it's really hard to understand, to try and understand why they can't then apologise or step forward or be held, why they don't hold themselves responsible or accountable. So that's one of the most valuable, yet one of the hardest lessons I've also had to understand. One thing I wish I had done sooner, this is another question that came in, this honestly is I wish I would have got into manifestation earlier, I love to visualise and I meditate all the time, I have always journaled but I only really got into manifestation at 23 so I wish I had done that sooner and one thing that I do which I would recommend to anyone which visualization will really encourage you to do is to act like the person you want to become all of these different techniques whether it is journaling or manifesting visualizing all of those things they're going to help you see them as tools that are going to help your brain because your brain will see you taking those actions and will change the way it relates to you while we are here one thing I do want to talk about is the roads that aren't taken. I have, I've shared with some of my girlfriends that I would be recording this episode and a lot of them were really excited and they also wanted to share some truths that they have been learning 
in their 20s, lessons and hardships that they've had to navigate in their 20s. And one thing is regret. There will always be roads not taken. And this goes back to the fact that everything comes at a cost. So opening up for the first time, I have been proposed to. It wasn't the right time. It didn't result in an engagement, but that was absolutely a road not taken. I also at university in my third year was offered a job by Vogue Paris, a job offer which I turned down because I wanted to finish my degree. And for the record, that one really stuck with me for years. But I have worked at Vogue since. And when I did, I quickly understood that it was the right time then. And I have also moved to Paris since. And the time for my move was perfect. I wouldn't have had the experiences I have had if I had accepted that position then. It is very easy to know what is right and what is wrong, but more often than not, I think one thing I would encourage you to remember is that we make decisions based on the information we have at the time. I stand by my choices and my life has absolutely worked out as it was meant to because life does unfold as it is meant to. And I can honestly say that I'm happier now than I have ever been and I have never felt more in in alignment with my purpose or my character than today. Coming into this podcast episode, as I have mentioned, I did ask across social media for you to send in your questions and a few of you had wanted me to explore and talk about my take on certain things So I thought the first take that I would talk about is business. So my take on business and things I have learned, especially because I started my business at 19. So the year before I turned 20, what have I learned? That you can design the life you want and that absolutely anything you want, you can create for yourself and you will either find a way or an excuse. My advice for anyone about to get into their 20s, or even later, it would be just to keep going. Here are the years where you can be the most risky. So take the risks, the big ones and the little ones. This is absolutely the time to start a business, so just do it. That doesn't mean that it doesn't come without sacrifice or hardship, but... You have to go in and take massive action. I would say to anyone to keep going. It doesn't matter if you're at the front of the bus or the back of the bus, as long as you are on the bus. This is the first quarter of your life, so don't take it too seriously. I would say stop thinking about the next 50 days. Instead, think about the next 50 years and keep going. If you think the price of winning is too high, wait until you get the bill from regret. When I graduated, and I have opened up about this before, given my grades, I had professors talking to my parents, suggesting I follow a more academic path rather than pursue Smart Girl Tribe. And they really encouraged me to be either an interpreter or a translator at the European Union. 
I always joke now, I wonder where I'd be had I had listened, hashtag Brexit. And I didn't listen, but I then almost panicked and I accepted a really prestigious position working at a PR events company. I was organising events for De Beers, Louis Vuitton, lots of different champagne brands. I lasted three weeks, a couple of hours, maybe about 40 minutes before I quit and I booked a one-way flight ticket to New York to pursue Smart Girl Tribe because I knew that New York was where I could do that. And ironically, this has been my biggest failing to date because it was the first time I didn't listen to people telling me what I should do or society's expectations from me. And I kid you not, when I graduated, everyone was getting the graduate schemes, the apprenticeships. And I was here saying, no, 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 I'm going to pursue what was a passion. And don't forget, in the first two years of Smart Girl Tribe, I earned 25p. I had no evidence suggesting I would be remotely competent at setting up a business. I had no contacts, no money. It was from a dorm room. And being the girl in the library, I had few friends. I just wanted to say, or I want to say now that if I can do this, you can do this because there isn't a difference between you and I and the thing stopping you from getting from where you are now to where you want to be is the narrative you keep telling yourself as to why you can't. When you are at that fork, if you like, you have to make a decision. You have one choice and two paths. Either focus on why you can't or focus on why you can because as I have always said, and I said this in my book, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. I wasn't given anything, and the only thing better than being born into something is to be born into nothing. So stop telling yourself this false story, hop on the bus, and keep going. My take on business ultimately is yes, stay on the bus. It doesn't matter if you have two people reading your blog or 200 people reading your blog. It doesn't matter if you're earning 25p when you start or 250 pounds when you start. Just keep going because I promise you that those at the finish line are obviously the ones who kept going. And for the record, if you're looking at anyone thinking that they're just so successful that they're standing on a mountaintop of success. They're really not. They're standing on a mountaintop built on failures and rejection and obstacles. So just keep going and you can figure everything out now. You know, I had to learn to code myself. I googled everything. I used Twitter to connect with fellow contributors and other women, other readers as well. So I would honestly say in business, it is what you make of it. And a very specific piece of advice that I would say to anyone starting a business, no matter what age you are, is don't focus too much on the demographic. I was asked recently on a panel for my most controversial business advice. And I said, don't focus on your demographic. When I started I set out to create an online magazine for 16 to 24 year olds and I very, very quickly understood 
when I was at our first event, there were girls as young as 14 who were attending and women as mature as 65. So our demographic changed and I do find demographics can be quite limiting. So while we're here, I will leave you with that. Next, my take on friendship. Discernment has never been a gift of mine. I absolutely love people and I think I fight for the world in the way that I do because I love people so much. This can absolutely and has many, many times made me blind though because I have fallen in love with people's potential no matter if the rapport has been platonic or romantic. If I could go back to my 20-year-old self and meet her, I would suggest that she take stock of the full picture because over the years I have made so many excuses for poor behaviour and I have also massively justified people's behaviour because I love diving into self-help and personal development books. I can understand why people do what they do So when I have been treated poorly, I have been able to label the behaviour and then now one of the greatest things I could maybe teach someone or if I could go back and change anything, I would call out that bad behaviour instead. It's really only now that I'm learning, it's almost like a training, I'm learning to take action at face value rather than words being an author I think it's very obvious and clear that I love words so I have had to train myself to focus on actions because over the years I have actually found it a lot easier to justify actions in the past year more so than any other year I have streamlined my friends I actually broke up with one of my closest friends she had hurt me in a few big ways and after several conversations that was the step I needed to take and it was brutal. It was horrific but now one year on the space that that breakup allowed I have met the most incredible friends since. So no matter what stage you are at in your life or how old or young you are Your tribe is out there, even if you haven't found them yet. Good friends exist. The ones who are going to show up for you in the way you are hoping for, they absolutely exist. One piece of advice I would give to anyone, especially for anyone in their 20s, because I think the younger you can learn this, the better. You have to be a good friend first if you're hoping for those amazing friends. And what does it mean to be a good friend? Showing up. You only get out there as well by diving into life. And what I mean by that is a a motivational speaker who I won't name went viral. One of her videos went viral because she said something, and I'm going to paraphrase, she said something on the lines of, it's hard for me to make friends because my true friends would want to stay in just as much as I do. This is something I absolutely, completely, 100% disagree with because for friends, for that vivacious life bursting with love, 
you have to get out there and start living vivaciously. What does that mean? Embracing the 360 experience, that is life, you need to show up when you're needed. You need to forgive when you're asked, apologise when you are in the wrong, and be the person that someone can count on. And that isn't going to happen from a sofa. Life isn't about the bag you have, the car you drive, the house you have. Even what you do isn't that important. It is about the people around you. So make sure you choose well. Lastly, the big one. The one you have asked me, my take, to talk about most of all. My take on love. Mm. If 20-year-old Scarlett was sitting in front of me and I had to talk to her about love, what would I say? I would say... You already have the love of your life. You are the love of your life. You are the person you are born with and the person you will die with. So make sure you like yourself. That's the most important and significant relationship to be working on. And given that I am a relationship girly and always have been, I would add that this doesn't mean you can't be with someone at the same time. But if you are looking for a relationship or a partnership that will uplift you and fulfil you, you have to love yourself first. Because ultimately, what is loving yourself? It's self-worth. And you have to have that because that self-worth is what is going to get you out of a bad relationship. So start by sharing your story going to therapy, journaling, meditating, visualising, working on you. This is for everyone listening. I do believe in every kind of love. I believe in love at first sight. I believe that you can meet someone at a party and know that they're the one. I believe in second chances and forgiveness. I believe in that extraordinary, cannot live without one another kind of love. But I also believe that you don't need closure to move on. That's a myth. You can move on without that. And looking at the relationships I have had thus far and dating in my 20s, there are definitely some lessons I have learned um, that I would share with my 20-year-old self or other 20-somethings. Choose the good guy not the bad boy. This sounds like such cliche advice, but I do think that it's one that is really valuable. I promise you listening that the kindest of guys do exist and they are out there. Because the rebellious attitude, this bad boy persona, you will get tired of them and life is really, really, really hard life is full of challenges, so you need to find someone who you would want to go through the trenches with. I can guarantee you, in the trenches when going through life, you don't want someone flaky, you don't want someone who doesn't show up, you don't want someone who isn't trustworthy or supportive, so look for the good to the core person. Next thing I would say is do the right thing the right way. 
what I mean by this is for anyone listening, I would say with regards to ghosting, breadcrumbing, love bombing, all of that, I will leave you with this. If someone hasn't got the maturity to use their grown-up words to express how they feel and they resort to that behaviour, they are not the one. And everything you need to know about someone, you find out in the way they leave. Speaking of leaving, breakups, I want to say, can serve as a fantastic catalyst for change. So please, please don't be afraid of them. Sometimes we will stay in something because we're too scared to leave it, because it would mean leaving our comfort zone and embracing a whole life, a future that could look unsteady, unstable, maybe a little bit different or very different in some cases, but try not to fear a breakup or a separation. There are a lot of memes out there right now, which I love, suggesting that girls now who go through a breakup suddenly drop 10 pounds, they finish their law degree, they move to Bali, they set up businesses. And it is so true. Some of the best periods in my life have come directly after a breakup. I will talk about the last breakup that I went through. I booked a one-way flight ticket to Paris And I started living by the motto, how good can it get? And I promise you, I have never looked back. My life has been absolutely incredible since. I have been touring consistently since then. I am glowing. You know, my diet changed. My exercise regime changed. I just really got to grips with who do I want to be on the other side of this breakup and I would just love if I could bottle that and give it to people I absolutely would because some of the most beautiful periods can come from a breakup or a separation or a huge dramatic change now there is so much advice around relationships and I would obviously never say I am an expert I would just say I'm very honest and I have read over time a lot of content on this and I have shared a lot of content on this and there are a couple of tips that I would share to anyone no matter what age they are I think the first thing that I actually saw online which really really stuck with me is a lot of relationships are based on momentum we went out, so now I guess we're dating. We're dating and now 30, so I guess it's time to get engaged. Now we're engaged, I guess we have to organise a wedding and actually get married. Don't get carried away with the momentum. There is a ton of pressure because of society, as women, our biological clock, family expectations. Don't be in a relationship or get into a marriage for convenience. You need compatibility and comprehension. What does that mean? You need to be looking for someone a little bit logically. I always say, follow your heart, but take your head with you. Ask yourself, does this person share the same values as me? Are they striving for the same kind of life? Are our dreams and goals aligned? If you want a family and they don't, they're probably not going to change. Falling in love, that is the easy part. 
But staying in love is about choosing love. Falling in love doesn't actually take much at all. It's our natural state. We want to fall in love. And it's really easy to do. You don't, you don't need any skill to do it. But try not to fall in love with someone and become so blinded that you can no longer notice or tell if this person, if this person isn't compatible with you. Ask the deeper questions. I think that's where you can start. Then you will find that compatibility. Comprehension comes in because you need to deeply understand, comprehend that this is the love worth fighting for. We get, and it frustrates me so much, we get so sideswept now by dating apps, social media, the grass is greener mentality, that is rife right now and we genuinely walk around thinking that love is just going to happen and we're going to be lucky but it doesn't happen and the other thing that really frustrates me is nowadays we walk around so entitled so self-centered we think I'm looking for someone who matches my energy my values my financial aspirations my style my bucket list it's too much stop focusing on what you can get and focus on what you can give. Stop trying to look for the right person and instead become the right person. And I'm not talking on, um, I'm not talking about appearance with what I'm about to say, but tens attract tens. You don't attract what you want in life, but what you are. So work on being the best version of you because then you will attract someone who is energetically compatible. They will have the same communication style as you. Social circle will be different. Maybe job will be different. When you raise your standard and you get to that higher level and you almost transform yourself, grow, evolve, you are going to attract better people into your life. In society, we do. This idea is pushed that you are entitled to anyone and are deserving of anyone at any time, when actually we should all be doing the inner work that we need to do. There is someone out there who will love you like crazy and you are going to love them crazy back. That person exists, but it doesn't start by walking around the list a mile long of things you can get from someone. When you stop trying to focus on finding the 10 and instead becoming the 10 and doing the inner work, you are going to attract the best person who is most suited to you and someone who will fight for you and who will fight with you in the trenches. The bite-sized version that I would tell someone going into their 20s, that I would tell anyone else in their 20s, actually perhaps this could be considered advice for anyone, no matter how old they are. Travel, that's it. Design the life you want and act accordingly. When people show you who they are, believe them. The most important decision you will make in your life is who you partner with. Choose wisely. Don't settle. Influence the energy in the room. Don't match the energy in the room. Don't stay in a relationship longer than you should. Don't take advice from people giving it from inside their comfort zone. 
Everything you need to know about someone, you find out in the way they leave. Be kind. You don't manifest what you want, but who you are. You can be a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously. Decide. Decide if this is the life you want, if this is the person you want to love and be with, if this is the most authentic you, you can be. Nobody is coming to save you. Nobody is coming. You only need one person to see your vision and sometimes that one person will be you. You are not alone. My mission really for everyone is to understand that they're not alone. You are not alone. No matter how you're feeling, if you're feeling anxious, unlovable, whatever it may be, you are not alone in that. Your body issues, insecurities, everyone has them. Absolutely everything I do is to make people really realise that they're not alone in this. I'm pretty obsessed with life, the experience of life through a female perspective, but I do find the human experience itself just fascinating, and I really just want people, I think life is, that's ultimately what it's about. It's about people. It's about being there for one another, being there for your neighbour, your friends, your partner, in the best, most kind way. Out of that list, one thing that would has struck me even just saying it now is don't stay in a relationship for too long and I would say just don't stay in anything for too long then longer than you should be there really is what I would say whether that be a job or you know even a business decision or you know don't say don't stay stuck in something because you are human and you can evolve and change any situation genuinely at the drop of a hat because it just comes down to one decision and about 20 seconds of courage and that is what I put all of my success down to making one decision followed by that 20 seconds of deep profound courage. Life is a series of obstacles, hardships and challenges but within those you will find miracles but only if you are aware. There is a Roe Dahl quote, which I love, and that's only those who believe in magic will find it. And I truly believe that only those who believe in miracles will find them and see them. Only those who believe in kindness will find it. So keep going. Kindness is incredibly important to me. I love being the empath and the kind person. And as I said at the beginning... I would love for my legacy to be as someone who led with compassion and grace and kindness falls into that. Be the kind person. Be the person who shows up. If something breaks down, because I've talked about friendship breakups in this episode and romantic breakups, walk away knowing that you were the kind person. If I met my 20-year-old self, I would hug her. I would tell her that she is doing beautifully and that everything unfolds as it is meant to and I would also tell her to stop spending so much money 
on ASOS. Thank you for listening to the Smart Girl Tribe podcast. I am your host, Scarlett V. Clark, award-winning founder and CEO of Smart Girl Tribe, the UK's number one female empowerment organization, host of this top-rated podcast, the Smart Girl Tribe podcast, and author. You are my community, my family, so come and follow along for more female empowerment and personal development in our private Facebook group, the Smart Girl Tribe Society, or on Twitter or Instagram at Smart Girl Tribe.